Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pwn Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This voice is second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 815 of the Trinity Forest Podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is me and Bomo and Papa Goose, and we are talking through the remnants of Patch 13.13, which did not change from the last episode, as well as uh, the 2v2v2v2, I think I got the right number of twos there, um, mode was announced, and one of us has played some of it, so we'll definitely talk about that. And then we'll also, if we have extra time, we'll talk about what people other than Eric think about Nefiri, because if you want to know what Eric thinks about it, go back and listen to episode 814, because he talks about it there. I guess I talk about it. I don't know why I was talking about myself in the third person. But um, before we get into the the grind of it, guys, it's good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks since, I guess, two, three weeks or so since we've potted. I know we've played games since, but um, Bomo, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I was gone last week uh, out of town to look at wedding venues. And so we, we booked our wedding venue last weekend, or I guess week actually. And so, yeah, just nice. checked out some things. Now it's the hard part of planning everything. So that's been yeah a little tough, but I think we'll get through it. Um, it is all out so of... So what, ta- what table am I going to be at? Uh, We'll have to find out. <laughs> we'll have to okay. find out. <laughs> But yeah, we have to figure out all of our guest lists too still, um, and then figuring out. So uh, I, I live in California, but my fiance and I have most of our family, like 60% of our families in the Seattle, Washington area. So our wedding is there. So I don't know if that's considered a quote unquote destination wedding or whatnot, but I know it's going to be tough to get to um, with a lot of our friends not living there. So we'll have to see um, what the turnout is and whatnot. Um, and we started looking at guest list catering companies and whatnot. Um, but yeah, still playing League. Um, I played the 2v2, v2, v2 mode the other day. And uh, I played for a little too long when I should have been helping with wedding planning. But uh, I, I did enjoy the the 2v2v2v2 mode. Um, and yeah, still playing some solo queue. And then uh, we'll, we'll have to see how next split goes. But this split is ending on a on an okay note. Um, I did stick to my goal of playing a small champion pool. And I did hit the highest rank I've ever been. So I guess that's an accomplishment. Um, yeah. Didn't quite hit my... Rank gold diamond, but the year's not done yet. We still have another split, so hopefully I can try to hit diamond there. Hell yeah, nice. And as far as destination wedding goes, that might qualify. Um, I figure that destination weddings were always like where the flight itself was too prohibitively expensive for oh, maybe, yeah. some people. I Yeah, I just assumed it's like a, a destination where you're not currently located, but sure. yeah. It but, just makes it more. But you know what? It, to... since, since it's your wedding, it's gonna be a destination. So then that it is, is true. a destination wedding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it goes. It's we're budgeting for it right now, and it's <laughs> it's kind of expensive. So we're trying to keep it at like a a reasonable price. And just all the weddings in that area tend to be uh, at a price that we want to be around. But um, it's it's tough to kind of stick to the budget, especially with some of the other things that's like, oh, we can give a couple hundred dollars here and there. And, you know, next thing you know, you say that like 20 times and it's already two grand. That's, (laughs) 
added up. And so yeah. it's, it's definitely you're telling tough. me that planning a wedding isn't insanely cheap and you don't have to worry about price. What? Well, that depends. You can just get eloped, right? That's a that's a thing Fair. people do. But yeah, I think for for what we're trying to do, we're trying to keep it reasonably priced for a, I guess we're aiming for about a hundred ish people. So we'll see. Okay. Cool. Well, good luck to you in wedding planning. Thank you. Um, that that does not sound like fun. So I'm not going to say that it sounds like fun because it doesn't to me at all. <laughs> I didn't. It's, see it's a lot of fun. I didn't see the venue of the place I was getting married at until the day before the wedding. <laughs> I took a complete hands-off approach. I just, yeah, you take care of it all. Yeah, we, that's one thing that we're trying to get through first is our a wedding planner um, who's in the area. So I think that was kind of the one of the more important things is because we're out of state, we can't visit a lot of these places in person. So I think having a planner that's there to do a lot of those stuff for us is crucial so that's what we're sort of trying to do but they also are kind of expensive too (laughs) yeah my wife and mother-in-law took care of all of it i just showed up yeah (laughs) i'm here to do my job (laughs) tell me where to stand that's the dream yeah nice cool yeah i'd like to do something like that the only I, I only have two, or I guess there's only really like one hard thing that I will not budge on is that there will be an open bar at my wedding. I I will not not have an open bar at my wedding. That's the only other thing. If that's included, I don't care. The rest of the details, who gives a fuck? So I guess it's kind of a, a hack where a lot of bartenders will allow you to bring your own drinks and they'll serve it for you. That's what we do. So it's technically open, right? You just buy a bunch of alcohol from like Costco or somewhere yep. and you can That's make a did. bunch of like mixed drinks. Yeah. And then you return the ones you don't use that are unopened. Yeah. Um, so, so like it's the, technically an open oh. bar. Yeah. The, the but you, one, you buy more than enough. The one we had, uh, we just had to provide the alcohol. They provided all like the mixers and ice and cups oh, and all that, that kind of stuff. Nice, yeah. So, it made things really easy. I just had to go to Costco and buy a thousand dollars worth of booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're gonna do too. <laughs> okay, I didn't even think of that. That's pretty smart. Yeah, it's much, better than much whatever. Cheaper. The, much yeah. cheaper. Oh yeah, of course it is. There were there were yeah. some bartenders that provided alcohol, and it was an open bar, but each drink was like five bucks, right? So it definitely adds up compared to just buying like a whole bunch of drinks and stuff at at your local. Uh, market and then you can have it um whatever yeah okay uh goose what you been up to man work and then i just got home from vacation Roasting. yeah so how was your vacation then because i i mean i know about it but the listeners don't know about it so where were you if you're willing to divulge that information uh, and how much did you enjoy yourself I, how was it? i went to disney the one in florida Disneyland, the world then world world. I still I don't know. Is. I went and I still don't know. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it was an experience for sure. There were some cool moments, but it's just let me put it. This will put it all into perspective. I walked eighty-two and a half miles in six days. Yeah, that uh, that does put it into perspective. Then, yeah. damn. And like, I work at a very strenuous physical labor job, and my legs were swollen by the end of the trip yeah i was gonna say like after that you'll have like calves of steel there was like i would take my socks off at the end of the day and my feet you could see all the veins just like 
popping out of them. Like my feet just got done doing the most hardcore CrossFit exercise you've ever seen. But no, it was cool. Damn. It uh, Florida sucks. It rains every day. It was hot. It was humid. Which uh, which of the which of the parks was your favorite? Um, Magic Kingdom. Why? Well, okay, I have to think about this because. So Magic Kingdom was cool because the fireworks show at the end, right behind like the the Disney Princess Tower, is pretty awesome. Yes. But then um, the Hollywood Studios place was pretty awesome because I'll be back. Oh, okay. I, uh, for Boma, have you ever been to Disney World? Not Disney World, but I've been to Disneyland a few times. Um, Florida's harder to to reach on the other side of the country for me, but yeah, I, I I think I would like to go. But I've also heard kind of mixed feelings about it. I feel like they say you can get enough of an experience from Disneyland, um, but I haven't gone I've never- recently, so. Sure. I've never been to Disneyland, so I also don't know if I, I can't speak to if you'll get the full experience. Then. Mm-hmm. But I've been to Disney World. I haven't been to all the parks, so I haven't been to Hollywood like he was just talking about a mm-hmm. second ago. Um, I've been to Magic Kingdom, and it was fine. I My favorite was Epcot Center, which yeah. just because I'm a geography nerd and stuff. So that's what I was. Oh, I was just saying, like, you know, we were talking about Disney stuff like that. So, um what was cool about Hollywood, you were saying? Because I've never been there, and I've been to Disney before. Bomo's not been to Disney World. Oh, there we go. He got the... <laughs> the R2 bar. I got to build my own little yep. fucking R2 droid, man. And it's like, it's remote control. I can scoot around with it. And, uh... You That's... attach a speaker to it, and then it's like DJ R2. Yeah. Is it making noise or something? Oh, my mic won't pick it up because of Chris, but mm. he'll like. I was gonna say I can't hear it. He'll like beep and stuff and talk, and then uh, when you're at the actual Hollywood Studios Resort, they have like a whole Star Wars park mm. area, and so sorry I ran up two flights of stairs. Um, no worries. So you can get like a little backpack to carry him in, and it has like a window you can open up on the backpack, and he'll talk to all the other droids in the park. That's pretty cool. Oh my god, yeah. that's so cool! So like, if, holy shit, is that extra? If somebody, <laughs> if somebody else built one, and it's on, they'll talk to each other. So like, me and my brother-in-law both got one, and they'll they just sit there and yell at each other. And then like around the Star Wars park, they actually have like droids all over the park, just like part of the place. And they'll start beeping back at each other and stuff. Mm, yeah. That's it's like sweet. in uh, Universal Studios at the Harry Potter world, you can buy an interactive wand and then interact yes. with parts of the park. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I will say, when I went to... I'm not a big Disney person. I agree with you. It's not... Even if I do... I've never done as much walking as you did there, and I still didn't love it. Um I was saying that uh, Epcot was my favorite, but Animal Kingdom was super cool. When I was there... Hollywood Studios wasn't built at the time. This was before Disney bought Lucasfilm and everything like that. So it just didn't exist when I was there in like the mid or early 2000s. Um, Christ, I'm dating myself a bit there. But uh, yeah, um, I did go to Harry Potter World, though, after it opened up a few years later. And that was my least favorite of them all, actually. I hated it there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. They have some uh, pretty cool roller coasters. Like, have the Tron ride now. 
which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's cool. You like actually lay down on like a motorcycle and it's, it like mm. straps over your back and you're like, you just shoot out of this thing at like 70 miles an hour and you like go upside down and all this. It was pretty cool. And then they have a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one that was probably the single coolest roller coaster I've ever been on. Why? What was it? What was so cool about well, it? Well, so for one, I refused to spoil myself before going of watching any videos of anything because I wanted to experience it firsthand. And the cool thing about Disney is with their roller coasters is like they're all indoors, right? So when you're walking up to the Guardian place and you're like walking through the line, you have no idea that it's a roller coaster. I had no idea until I literally got on the thing. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a roller coaster. <laughs> and the like cars you sit in kind of turn and bank as you're going through the thing. And then like inside the building, they have like the uh, projector screens all over the place, like telling you the story of what you're doing. And it's like, I don't know, it was just really cool. It's hard to explain. Nice. Like if you're never going to go, just watch the video. But if you're going to go at some point, don't watch the video because it'll ruin the experience. Yeah, yeah, totally agreed. When I, I mean, before videos and stuff, but I remember going on uh, what, like Everest Mountain or something, the one with the Yeti that they have in Animal Kingdom years ago, and that one was sick. And it did go outside for a bit, but it was mostly all inside. And it was, they do a very good job with their roller coasters, even the one, even like the more chill ones that they have that are more like, they're not even roller coasters, they're more like small rides. Yeah. They still do a great job of bringing you through the experience. Yeah. The Tron one is freaking awesome too. I mean, it is, it's really cool. Because it's like partially outside and inside, so... But you're just flying around on this motorcycle. It, it's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. So with all the travel, then, you probably have not been playing much League lately, then, have you? Uh, I have played one game in the last two weeks. There you go. Well, sorry, two games. I played well, an ARAM. Oh, well, that counts. Yeah, sure. That That's actually more wholesome League than normal League, yeah. for the most part. And I played a solo key game, and it was miserable, so... <laughs> yeah yep i definitely feel that yeah um so what's been new with me since last week uh i have more of my apartment set up we have another couch um getting rid of the new couch the old couch tomorrow uh you could schedule with habitat for humanity to come and pick up like because our couch is the other couch is totally fine so i didn't want to throw it away or call like 1-800 junk to come and get it but habitat for humanity will come and pick it up for free if you arrange a day and like a time with them and then they'll um, they'll come pick it up. We just have to bring it like down our apartment complex. And so that'll be an endeavor in the morning. But other than that, like it's, I'm glad it'll go to, to someone else. Um, selling a few things on Facebook marketplace. Uh, yeah, did, uh, did some more grocery shopping. We've got a few more, like things are more set up. Um, I didn't have a camera last week when I was doing it either, just cause it was in some box somewhere i had no idea where so now i got my camera again but um yeah and i played some league i played a good bit on community night and i played a few other times I've mostly just been playing norms i think i did play about of solo queue i played a few maybe like five or six games of solo queue since i got to denver um so like in the last like week and a half and uh yeah it's been just like i look at U.GG pulls it up while I'm in loading screen in and like in the, the client. And then I'm seeing, you know, 
I'd say about half the people are with their normal accounts and the other half are unranked or silver with a 70% win rate or gold with a 70% win rate. And I'm like, this isn't even fun at this point. So I've been reporting all those Smurfs for cheating. Every single one. <laughs> I don't know if it'll actually work, but I've been doing it. How did the Rakan game go? Uh, So I thought I did pretty well. We did lose. Um... Uh, let me see what you were one, eight and 22. Um, yeah, but as you know, like in a lost, like, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So we, oh, okay. That was that game. Okay. So like we, we did pretty well in lane. Um, th- you were saying like if Thresh starts E just immediately jump on him, but he started Q cause there was a level one invade that there was a level one gigantic skirmish and there were like three kills that happened. Uh, but we ended up doing pretty well in bot lane. We got the turret down, we roamed around, but um, our victor was basically like AFK. I mean, he, he wasn't AFK, but he was mentally AFK for a lot of it. And um, Cho'Gath was just kind of there as well. Kendra was decent, but Caitlyn also like we got into a place where a few of the people obviously didn't understand how to like read macro map rotations late game and understand when you should be somewhere and when you shouldn't be somewhere. So it's like me furiously pinging like, Hey, don't be over there, but it didn't really work. I will say though, the build recommendation that you gave me, that thing is really good with uh radiant virtue redemption. It makes and you very tanky, very tanky. Yes. And you just press R and you heal a million. Oh dude, it's disgusting. And I'm never since I'm so tanky, I'm never afraid to just like double you onto someone yep. to start. Like maybe we get a pick, even if there happen to be three other people yep. right there, I'll just dash back. Yep, you get to play just like so haphazardly that it's like perfect for solo queue. Yeah. Yep. So that was yeah. I did I did lose that game, but um, I thought I played pretty well, especially having played. This is probably my fifth game of Rakan ever, and. I was auto-filled into support, too. So, I'm happy with it. But, yeah. Um, that's probably going to be my... I mean, I might play more ranked, but I'm probably done with ranked for the time being. My normal games are just way higher quality overall. People are not on Smurfs, generally. They're on, like, their normal accounts, and it's just a better experience. Although, I'm I'm probably going to play some Flex to try and get into Diamond and Flex, because I'm Plat 1 in Flex. I'm Plat 4 in Solo Queue. I'll play with you. Uh, I need to get my flex rank up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just Maybe also hit platform after flex, so I'm down. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. I'm a yeah, gold two shitter, so carry me, please. <laughs> That's fine. I'm plat one with a 55% win rate, man. It's all good. Me. Plat four in solo queue with a 44% win rate. So oh my goodness. <laughs> my win rate, 11% difference. Yes. It's not great. You'll have that on them big jabs. Well, anyways, um, I mean, I could banter all day with you guys, but we're here to talk about the patch and then some other stuff. So let's go through. So we're not going to do the whole patch because most of the patch I covered last week in the provisional notes. And the only things that we're going to cover now are the things that were not covered in the provisional notes. Um, If you want to listen to those and get the full patch experience, listen to this and then also go back and listen to 
the previous episode where I went through most of it because not there were not very many changes. So um, the first change that I did not cover last time was Aphelios's crescendum. So the Aphelios crescendum, uh, the sentry, the turret that he drops down, base attack speed was 0.8. Now it's 0.64. The attack speed of the sentry does scale with Aphelios's bonus attack speed. It does say here, so it does ramp up faster, but they nerfed the base attack speed pretty decently significantly. Um, I mean, Aphelios was already hard to play well. This doesn't change his difficulty level all that much for me. Just this in combination with the other nerfs definitely knocks him down a tier from being fantastic for pro play and all right for solo queue. Um, what do you guys think about this, I guess, in combination with the rest of the Aphelios changes? I, I think it's good. Um, it's kind of the... The situation where the ADCs who are really good are the ones that scale well into the game but have a not as weak early game. And so I think this is kind of pulling back some of his early game because I do feel like he is a very versatile and strong AD carry that does, quote-unquote, is a late-game scaler. And so if you have that label attached to your champion, you can't compete in the early game with like a Draven and Caitlyn type of situation, right? It's kind of supposed to be like early game AD carries are supposed to dominate the lane and get a lead that way in order to make sure that they don't fall behind and get outscaled on, but you just minimize a lot of that lane pressure from all the utility he already has. So I think it's I think it's good overall for him. Yeah, I, I'm noticing that his win rate has dropped by a percent or so, and his pick rate has dropped by like 6%. So it has dropped down a decent bit. I was unaware that he's being picked as much as he is, because he's really hard to play. He's like last patch, he was picked 17% of the time. That's crazy for someone who's so hard to play and who has a solid 47 and change win rate on that patch. Now it's 46 and a half. That's crazy. So, yeah. Goose, anything else to add with Aphelios? Uh I think he just benefits from Melio and in, in Lulu. I think that's really... I've talked about it before. I think Riot's kind of missing the mark with some of the AD carries. It's not that they're strong. It's that the supports just like hide a lot of their weaknesses and exaggerate their strengths. Melio especially. Yeah. Like, the reason why you play Melio with Aphelios is because when he has the Graviton, the purple gun, he has that extended range and it's just a click on root from, you know, 750 range. Yep. And then Aphelios also, like, he likes people coming into him, but he doesn't want anyone to, you know, CC him. Yeah. So the Melio Q enables him and the R and everything. It's Those kits synergize so well together. And that's, that. Is, I will say, that's one combo that I did not think of when Melio came out. I did not think that Aphelios would be one that would thrive with him, but it just makes sense that, Basically, every ADC thrives with Melio. Well, it's also like <clears throat> he's pretty short range with his uh, Crescendum and uh, Severum. That's the red, the white. red and white. Yeah, yep. so the Melio just exacerbates his weaknesses there, make, or I guess hides his weaknesses there by giving him all that bonus range. When he's in his red, yeah. white, don't fight, you know? Mm hmm. 
Okay. Uh, next one is the next one on the list, actually. So Ivern. So last week I did talk about the brush maker change, but I guess we'll just go through and talk about Ivern holistically here. So uh, Ivern's W is getting tagged. The bonus magic damage on hit was 30 to 60 plus 30% AP. Now it is 20 to 50 plus 20% AP. So minus 10 flat and minus 10% AP. Additionally, now they added in some Daisy nerfs. So Daisy's movement speed is going down by 10. It was 440, now it's 430. And the Daisy slam base damage, not the AP ratio on it, the base damage is down by 20 at every rank. So instead of being 40 to 80, it is now 20 to 60. Um, Ivern's been going crazy. So... I mean, I think that everyone can agree that this is warranted. Do we think this goes far enough, though, at face value? Okay, Goose, you're shaking your head. Explain your thoughts. No, the problem isn't his numbers here. The problem mainly lies in his shield that uh, just resets if you don't break it or if it doesn't explode. Him being able to just, like... So you can buy these support items that buff people on shields, like... Uh, oh, I'm forgetting the name. The attack speed one. Redemption, Staff stat Flowing Water, Arden Sensor. Yeah, all those. Yeah. So you just have permanent uptime on those. On You just put it on your backline carry. They never get touched because you can't get past the Daisy anyway. And they just permanently have all these bonus stats sitting on top of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've seen Daisy pop up in some in Pro even. So... Or not Daisy, sorry, Ivern. If Ivern's popping up in pro, you know that something's going crazy. And LS is not the coach as well. So it's like actually probably really, really good. I mean, uh, if anyone hasn't seen uh, Canyon played Ivern twice last week, um, in I don't remember who they were facing, but they won both games that he played Ivern. I think they played the against Bro. Play Was it Bro? Okay. The, well, so then they probably should have won anyways. But still. The super carry yeah. juggler that everybody thinks of is playing Ivern. I think that's when you realize it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I think when he was buffed like two patches ago, I think I said that like this buff is like too insane. Like I didn't understand why they're giving him such a big boost. And I I think right now you can play Ivern mid with some like cheesy if you want to go smite into a spellbook type of situation. Um, I think Daisy was too strong. Like, 440 movement speed is insane, right? It's, like, more than a Tier 1 boots on a champion. <laughs> well, didn't so, we say yeah. that that was Moby boots with yeah. the mm -hmm. champion that exactly. went up more speed than Moby boots with the average move speed, too? Yeah. And so, like, 10 movement speed, maybe, but I still feel like you're still going to get stuck in the, the perpetual Daisy knockup chain, you know? Like, once... Once you get hit by one daisy knockup, it's almost impossible to get out of it, especially with the shielding. I I think to your point, Goose. I think the the the, the shielding is kind of the the big issue, and then I think it's kind of hidden sleeper op his bushmaker being able to get the on hit damage with Ivern's scaling with Ivern's AP for on hit is also super uh, underrated. And you, I think, being a mid laner, you can apply more bushes around the map, which I think could be useful. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Totally agree. Yeah, so I guess if you're getting caught in Daisy's perpetual knockups, are you caught in the Daisy chain? Oh. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That was a really good joke. Okay, I'm going to keep going now. So that's it for Ivern. Uh, so then I talked about Lee Sin last week. Nico. So I talked about her R change, uh, but the Q and the W were not included, I don't believe. So uh, Nico's Q, Blooming Burst. So the cooldown is going, is was seven seconds at all ranks. Now it's nine to seven. Uh, so at rank five, this the the nerf goes away um and this is her first max i think all the time so level nine she's effectively the same for that and then w uh shape splitter so this is it's targeting the third auto the bonus proc damage uh so it was 50 to 170 now it's 40 to 180 and the ap ratio is the same so it's a little weaker early minutely weaker early and then uh, minutely stronger late. So this is enhancing the attack speed Nico play style a little more while hurting normal AP, you know, mage Nico. Because AP mage Nico... Um... Oh, I think they're frozen. Fuck. Nope, we can still hear you. Oh, okay, sorry. Nope, I, might... I guess I had an internet blip, sorry. Um, what was the last thing you guys heard? We've heard all of it, you're good. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so then it's, uh, yeah, basically like AP Mage Nico is maxing W last. It's QEW, so this is going to hurt her a little bit in that form. But um, what do we think about these Nico changes here? Goose, what do you think? Like, is this enough for what, Are do you like what they're going for here? Because well, this isn't really like big changes at all either. <laughs> I do think that some of these changes are are fine. Uh, I know. Have you have you seen a lot of Nico support? Not support, no. But I've been watching a lot of pro, and this champion is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she's everywhere in pros. Yeah, and so at least in mid lane, she she's very oppressive um, with with the Q bounce, right? So the Q resets if you hit a champion or if it kills a minion. So automatic wave clear is insane just from the get-go and so i think having a higher cooldown early maybe is somewhat relevant two seconds as your first max maybe maybe it doesn't make a difference or maybe it kind of shifts some of the power but it definitely felt pretty bad if she was able to land a, a q on top of you especially with my champion pool i play a lot of melee champions and so it definitely is not a fun experience and when you try to all in on her she just saves her e until you dash on her and then you're kind of just stuck there and then she throws the q again right and you get the full three procs off and you're kind of just chunked and you can't do anything so i i do i do like the the rework of her but i do think she's a little strong right now i think a good direction to go if they want to nerf her further would be the empowered root duration because it doubles the duration so uh, at max rank, she actually has the longest single target, like single ability CC in the game. It's three second root um, what, if you get the empowered version. So if it passes through at least one target, if they nerf that down to be, you know, two seconds at max or maybe 2.5 or so, if they hit it that way a little bit, I think that would help some because then she doesn't have three seconds of free play before having to leave. Yeah, I agree. But overall, I don't think that she's like insanely strong, and I like that she's back because she was 
especially in pro play, she was gone for two, three years. The only per- You'd only see her being played by very select people. Like Faker would play her every once in a while. And that was like, he hadn't played her in like two years in pros. Um, there were a couple of Chinese players that would play her, but about the, after that, it was, she was gone. She was just not present anywhere. So it's always good to see more diversity. So anything else with Nico? Did you guys see the nope. Caps okay. play in LAC? I did. <laughs> I, I don't know if I did because I've seen a lot of Nico plays. What happened? Okay, so G2 is pushing bot side. They are red side. So they're pushing through the bot lane okay. into, I think... Inhib turrets on the bot. I can't remember who they were playing against, though. Was it Mad Lions? They were playing against Mad Lions. And uh, so Caps... I'm looking at the turns, video right now. <laughs> Caps turns into a control war- ward outside of Vision. And so then he slowly walks up and pl- and just sets himself still, acting like he was a control ward placed by the team as they backed off. And Broken Blade goes in and dies on Jax. I think he, he's playing Jax or Cassante. He goes in and dies, and G2's like, oh, we can still win the 4v5. And he's playing Poppy. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And <laughs> so, uh, Mad Lions auto the control ward twice, <laughs> thinking that it's just an actual control ward. <laughs> and then Cavs ults flashes, it <laughs> just instantly dies, and the team gets swept and they lose the game afterwards. <laughs> and it was just like the ultimate. This is what you get for playing this champion. Like, it was so funny in the moment watching it as it was happening because I watched the game live and the casters were just losing their minds laughing. <laughs> they they couldn't keep themselves straight. It, it was funny too because there there were two instances in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Like he got that solo kill yeah. in lane as a minion, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he skies the minion walked up and just like did a full combo and the enemy died. And it's funny that he's trying to do the same thing and he just ends up losing the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a that's a and rough, what's even that feels bad. What's I, wa- I just watched it. Even better about the whole thing is they released uh, Mad Lion's audio about the whole thing, and you can hear Niski in the audio. He's like yelling at the team. Caps is disguised as something. We need to figure it out. Blah blah blah. And they're like just completely oblivious that he's this control ward sitting in the middle of the lane. And it looked like such a good play because he like he flashes in, he knocks up the whole team, he comes down, and then they just one shot him. <laughs> but there's been some funny stuff all over the world with Nico. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It brings a new spice for sure. If you want to see someone who's playing it very well, um, Knights Nico is BD- disgusting. I was gonna say BDD is also very good with Nico. Who I can't remember who he plays. Uh, KT, I think he plays for now. KT Rooster, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Knight is very good on Nico because Knight's good on everything. Okay, uh, one more change and then we're done with the patch. So uh, Rel was not in at all last time, so they're making substantial-ish changes to Rel. So they're trying to uh, nerf Rel jungle while buffing rel support is my understanding about the direction here so um rel's health regen growth was 1.7 now it's 1.5 her base mr was 32 now it's 30 the mr growth was 2.05 now it's 1.85 
so she scales a little less well by base stats there. Her Q, Shattering Strike, uh, bonus damage to monsters was... Oh, I guess they're nerfing support and buffing jungle here, it looks like. Um, 150 to 430, now it's 170 to 470, so it's 20 extra at rank 1 and 40 extra damage. And this is the bonus damage to monsters, not just not including the normal damage that it still does on top of that. Um, then the W, Pharomancy, the crash down slash mount up. The crash down shield was... Uh, oh, it's lost... I guess these numbers don't line up linearly. Okay, 35 to 135 plus 12% of max HP. Now it's 15 to 110 plus 12% max HP, so it's worse on flat numbers, the shield is. And you mostly use that in lane. You don't really use that much in jungling. Um, the dismounted attack speed was 15 to 35. Now it's 30% flat, which helps jungle as well. It doesn't help lane all that much. Uh, and then the E, full tilt, bonus damage to monsters was, is up by 20 at all ranks. So more monster damage, more attack speed flat, less reliable, uh, less of a shield as she crashes down. Um do we think that this is going to move Rel enough in the way that they're looking for? So what do you think this does for Rel support, Goose? Um, <clears throat> I don't think it really changes her at all, to be honest with you. Uh, she's just a CC machine, and a champion that can CC as much as she can will just always be useful no matter what her numbers are, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen a tweet today that Rel now holds the highest win rate for the most amount of time. She was at a 52.5 plus percent win rate for two years. Whoa, Jesus Christ. That's crazy. This entire season, she's been at like 54% plus almost an entire year. But even before this rework. Right, so maybe it depends on what we're looking at all ranks or something as, because it does change some, but I'm still seeing, like, she did get a little worse after the last nerfs, but it's not all that much. She's still 52 plus. Yeah, I haven't played the new rail yet, so I can't speak too much, because she just hasn't been put back in my champion pool, but... I've played her in an ARAM, and... It was a lot of fun. It took me a little bit to remember that her E was different. I was trying to use it mm -hmm. to like stun people, and then I was like, oh, it doesn't do that at all. So then I had to reread it. But uh, she feels very good as one of my ARAM Heartsteel champions. <laughs> I liked Old Rail, personally. Not a, lot of, not a lot of people fit under that boat, but I, I enjoy playing the Old Rail. I think she was very... The reason why she was so bad to play was because you were bad at her. In my opinion. She also had extremely clear strengths and weaknesses, yeah. which made it easy for even the dumbest among us league players to understand how to play against it. Yeah, like if you just miss your combo, yeah, you're a useless champion. <laughs> but if you land your combo, or even... And you don't even have to land it. It's all AoE. <laughs> so you just got to get close. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily yeah. picture perfect frame it, you know, like a thresh hook or something. Yeah. 
And I didn't know for the longest time that you could use your R mid crash down mm-hmm. to pull them in as well. I remember I learned that from, have you guys ever watched any of the fanatic uh, videos that they do where it's like pro teaches noob mm-hmm. or something where their, their camera guy is the one who's the noob and stuff. There was one where it was Hilla saying, and he was playing the 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 noob that I don't remember his name, but the camera guy was playing Rel, and he was teaching him about how to do the combo. I was like, "Damn, this is actually really cool." Because normally it's just like the pros are like, "Oh my god, you're so bad! Yeah. Why are you doing this?" I mean, it's in a funny way, but it was really cool. Well, like before, the best way to play Rel was to start W and just use your W and sit in lane unmounted because then you would remount and it's just free CC. And right, it was kind of a toxic yeah. way to play the game, but. Yeah, I will say that her Q before felt terrible, I thought. I mean, her, the rest of her ability is great, but I thought the Q was terrible. Maybe, though, I was also just bad with Rel. Well, part of the reason why maybe you thought the Q was terrible is because did you know it broke shields? I did. Do you know Morgana shield is also included in that? Uh, I figured. I didn't really like think Black about shield. it all that much, it, but I figured. It'll break the entire Black Shield. Oh. Okay. I guess I never really thought about that. I thought about more like breaking like a Janna shield or a Yumi shield or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so a lot of people would pick Morgana and Terrell and you just you you smack them with the Q and it breaks the black shield and then you use your combo. It's still I'm pretty sure it still does break shields. But I'm not 100% sure. I I haven't read too much into the champion since I changed her. Then uh yeah, I guess I'd have to look at the wiki to see because the uh, U.GG website doesn't always update them super fast. Let's see. So the Q, uh, destroying damage mitigating shields. Yeah. So that does count Morgana shield. Yeah. yeah. What is a non-damage mitigating shield? Maybe like Mal's passive, but just getting hit by something. Like a, like a spell it. shield, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was still but, it was still break a spell shield because it's a spell. Although, if yeah, yeah, I don't know. It oh, it it wouldn't completely destroy like crown immediately. Maybe that's a good example. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it would. Okay. Well, I'm I'm interested to try and play Rel Jungle. I'm not going to play it tonight when we play some flex, but um, I do want to try it at some point. Because it seems like it'd be fun. Rel's, Rel's a fun champion to play. Although she has terrible lore. They need to retcon her lore and redo it. It's fucking awful. So, okay. Uh, Bomo, have anything to add about Rel? No, I still think she's good. I... I, I enjoy seeing a rel in my game because it helps a lot of my champions succeed, right? So I play like uh, Diana, Yon, and Ari, and just rel uh, enables me further, and I, I like seeing her in my games. But not not playing against her, just on my team. <laughs> gotcha. So okay. Um, before we talk about the 2v2v2v2, there's a few bug fixes that I thought were worth mentioning. So practice tool is re-enabled. It was disabled for all of last patch because of some issues with some of the commands that you could use in it, like the restart game and change timers and things like that. Um, and those were broken, so they a lot of those were, so they completely disabled it. Uh, but it should be re-enabled. They say it still might have some bugs, but they're working to fix them. Um, 
Then there's three other bugs that I thought were worth bringing up. Uh, fixed a bug where Anivia would not regain her non-Agnivia armor and MR stats immediately after reviving. So she would revive <laughs> and still have no armor That's and MR. a problem. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. So they fixed that. Uh, fixed a bug where when Nico transformed into a totem ward, a farsight ward, or a control ward, she could not attack. I feel like that should have been allowed anyways, because if you turn into something that can't attack, you shouldn't be able to attack, but oh well. Yeah. But that's fixed, so now you can attack as a ward. Uh, and then fixed a bug where when Sona used her W, the chain shield from Moonstone Renewer would not time out. <laughs> so <laughs> you could inst- just forever have that going, basically. Just as Riot intended. <laughs> yep. I thought that there's a lot more other changes, but those were the three that stuck out to me. They'd be like, holy shit. So, yep. Um, okay. We got like 15 to 20 minutes left because I know we're trying to finish around an hour. Um, 2v2v2v2. So, I've watched the cinematic. I haven't watched any gameplay of it. I want to go into it completely blind when it launches in a month um, for watching it. But obviously, I'm happy to talk about it and stuff. So, uh, Bomo, you've played it. What were your impressions? What do you think about it? Did you play it solo or did you play it with friends? I played it with a friend for when I first tried it out. And then when he logged off, I kept playing by myself. Um, it's it's really fun, actually. Um, I, I, was having, <laughs> I was having a lot of fun. I was just like giggling while I was playing because it was pretty fun. Um, but it's... Do you guys remember the first time you played Earth? Yes. It's kind of that feeling. Um, but also maybe that's kind of a bad thing because with this arena mode they have a ranked system and so what's going to probably happen there's going to be a meta probably of like really strong champs um that work well together damn it right i think people are yeah i think people are trying to figure that out and then do that type of thing um and so it could become like a ram or earth where you just ban the same champions over and over again because they're like too strong. Um, so that's what I'm a little concerned with. I, I hope they balance champions around this mode, like kind of like ARAM to make it a little bit more fair. Um, but essentially what happens is the... Every, if you guys played TFT, yes, this newest set of TFT... Yeah, I've played a decent amount okay. of it. I guess if you played like the previous sets too, um, you have like augments that you can pick, right? So at different stages, um, you pick the different um, augments that help you get to what you're trying to do. So the way it works is it's a it's a it's a never ending round robin type of situation like TFT where you see who you're playing next, um, and you between each battle you have a chance to buy items get an augment um or upgrade your champion in a certain way so the augments are almost acting as like different runes um abilities and whatnot and so what happens is you don't get gold every round but you get gold for killing the opponent so um there is a potential opportunity to snowball if you pick early game champions to win the early game, so you have more gold to buy items. And the thing with this mode is you don't buy components. You can only buy fully built items in the game. 
but the game provides you that gold um, once every stage or whatnot, or once every other stage. And you level up in increments too. So you start at level three, then you become level four, then six, then nine, and then it's like so on, so on like that. Each, each, every time a round is finished and you pretty much go until you're the last team standing. Um, and the map sizes are pretty decent. Did you guys ever play uh, Dominion? I did. I played the hell out of Dominion. Yeah. So the map sizes are like the inner circle of Dominion, pretty much. So it's it's nice and small with uh, pretty cool, unique vision bushes, and there are a little plants sprinkled around the map that if you auto attack them, you get a shield and you heal off of them. So you want to play for those specific plants um, and try to get those shields up. And during the the two v two fight itself, they they regenerate over time so you can keep stacking these but again it's a a 2v2 mode right so there's gonna be a lot of fighting and brawling and then um the rounds are pretty quick i think it's like after 20 seconds it goes into overtime and it's like the other uh nexus blitz mode where the ring of fire keeps closing in until the center of the map and then until there's only a little space you can fight in in the center and then once I, once after that's been like five or ten seconds of that little circle, the circle disappears and everyone just starts burning and dying. Um, but it it is a lot of so fun. So what you what I'm hearing is that I should play full tank. We I should go in with someone. We should play full tank Alistair and something else with a knockback. Lisa and just survive till <laughs> yeah. then and then knock him away. You just run away and survive. Yeah, that could work. Um, but yeah, it seems like toxic as hell. But so much fun. Everyone's playing bruisers right now. Um, Sounds about because right. they provide CC utility and a lot of damage, so that's I think what's happening. Um, they have a couple unique items only to the two v two mode. Like there's an AP item that also gives you crit strike and crit chance, right? So there's a whole bunch of cool like items like that. And I was reading through a bunch of them, and they give you enough time to buy, uh, which is also nice. And what another big benefit is you see everything that all your opponents are buying and upgrading to, so you can kind of tailor who you're playing against to what item you're buying next which i think is really good like part of the strategic of the 2v2 um which i thought was really cool so once you hit level six do you have your ultimate every round yeah so your ultimate but it's a shortened cooldown but you're able to get it every round um the only thing that doesn't happen every round is your flash so if you use your flash you can't use it for the next fight because it's on cooldown but you get at the fight after. So there's a couple cooldowns like that where you can't use it for the next round, but you can use it the round after or, or whatnot. So you have a a punishment for unnecessarily using those types of abilities or summoner spells. Okay. I'm just thinking about like really long cooldown ultimates and how they could potentially be abused, like Galio or Shen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they not, reset every those round. Champions, yeah. Okay. Those champs may not be good, but... Uh, in this mode, but I'm trying to think of like I'm already thinking of stuff. Okay. So who was your favorite champion that you played? Uh, I played a good amount of champions. Um, I I really wanted to play Yon, but he was disabled for this mode. So Yon, Yasuo, and Yumi are disabled right now because I think there's a bug with an augment that lets you get three mythic items up to three mythic items, and I think it was broken with with them for that. Um, okay, but. Uh, I played Gwen, uh, Pantheon, 
Jacks and a bunch of like those bruiser types and Zeri and they all they all actually felt pretty good. Um but definitely feels like there's some champions like a Mumu that feel really strong, especially paired with like Samira or Master Yi and whatnot. Um, but a lot of those like really bursty and like meltable champions when they get full build is definitely a problem unless you have CC. And so I think CC will end up letting you win the game. Um, and as as the game goes on, um, each map sometimes spawns a different like like do you know the loot Teemo from uh, Nexus yes, Splits? I remember what you're talking about. So yeah. they have somewhat little mini games like that, like be out of the vision of these patrolling Nefiri dogs um, to avoid just getting like ambushed by a neutral champion over and over again. And um, Pike will this. I don't know. I've, this arena pike will always jump to the furthest opponent every like ten seconds or something like that. So there's pretty cool things like that that add to a lot of the the stagnant interaction that you might see in two v two modes. Okay. Was there anyone that was perma banned? I think Tarek is perma banned. Tarek, I haven't seen him, but I have never played him or against him because he's always banned. Um, and uh, I think that's the only... Oh, Samira's always permabanned too. So Samira and Tarek were the ones that were always permabanned um, in my game. I asked about Darius. Did you say that he was permabanned too? No. So I actually oh, okay. played with a Darius. He actually wasn't that great because um, he dies so quickly, right? So with 2v2, the focus is a lot easier in terms of just focusing a champion, not having a lot of peel. Um, sure. But uh, as I say that, as I won with a Darius on my team, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think I uh, on the damage charts I did like three times the damage that he did. So I th- I would like to think that my Kennen won the game instead of the Darius. But yeah. Yeah, you won in spite of having a Darius. Yeah, exactly. On your team. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's it's been a minute since I've had this much fun playing a game um, where I want to just keep playing and i can't just like walk away you know <laughs> you know you, yeah. there's those games where you just like you, you just sit down and start playing and you're like oh i have something to do in a couple hours and next thing you know it's like it's time to do that and you're like debating do i really have to do this type of thing and, or i could keep playing but yeah it was it was really fun and i'm really excited for it to come on live for more people to play um, yeah i'm super excited to play it it sounds sweet I'm already thinking that, like, yeah, Tarek sounded amazing. So, like, Neela Tarek or just, you know, Tarek with, like, any other ex-bruiser. Yep. Like, Olaf would be fucking amazing there. Neela Sejuani is really good, too. Really good. Oh, okay. Because Neela counts as a, a melee champion, so you can proc Sejuani's, like, stun. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that Rel is very good in it, too. Especially if you build, like, Sunfire. Or their version of Sunfire, if they have it. I would think Set would be really good, too. Yes and no. Um, I think the ones that I played against, they weren't that great. Um, the Disruption the disruption actually is more harmful than you would think. Because there's some weirdly placed terrain where you kind of get knocked over the terrain. Um, or you, you, like do your whatever his wrestling move ultimate is and you actually end up on the other side of the wall and the opponent is closer to that wall and so you kind of get 2v1 right there 
Um, but yeah, the the terrain of the map is definitely really cool too, and the the decision to put locations of bushes on certain places is also really unique too. And just being able to dodge vision in and out with those bushes is really cool too. So I, I think they did a really good job. And a lot of the gaps are small enough where if you have a dash, you can just completely jump over terrain. What is uh? What are are there any? sweepers or pink wards or do those exist or how do you how do you detect traps uh you get one you get a trinket and it's do you remember the summoner spell clairvoyance is it still in the game yes it uh, is no. not in the it's game. similar to clairvoyance where it like the end of an ash e like reveals that location oh, it's a, a bit. yeah, yeah so it's burst. like it's like the end of corky's phosphorus yeah exactly it so it, yes. it's kind of like that where it reveals that little area so you get that i think it's like a 15 second cooldown but that's what you get to reveal like bushes and whatnot i haven't seen actually like shako at all which i thought would be pretty good but that's what i was just yeah. thinking i'm i have i'm on the screen right now looking at the champions i was thinking like oh shako mm-hmm. okay but yeah it was it was kind of crazy because with my kennen playstyle i had a, a summoner spell that made me invisible for four seconds right <laughs> and so that was that was insane to to play as where the darius would just like bait the team thinking that i was around there but i'm on the other side of the map just invisible and i just pop out an ultimate and they just die <laughs> but there's a cool summoner spell replacements like that but you start with uh uh flash and a summoner spell called flea which is ghost but you only get increased movement speed from running away cha- from champions Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm excited to play this through. And I'm, or I'm still theory crafting. I think Garen would probably be fantastic because they execute every round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only tough thing is you, you don't have runes, right? So it's just base champions. So a lot of the, the runes that make champions really good, you can't automatically get. You'll have to like re-roll them to try to get an augment that is that type of rune. But some of the rune setups are pretty cool. Like they have combo runes with like phase rest and electrocute as a as a rune setup. <laughs> it's kind of disgusting. Oh. I wonder how Alawi would be. Did you face her at all? No, I haven't. Yeah. I feel like she'd be really good. Mm-hmm. Hop on the PB, or try it out, or you can just wait till live. <laughs> by then, I'm gonna wait. The meta might have already formed by then, which is kind of gross to think it will have formed by then but i'm just gonna avoid all the news as much as possible except for what i need to be able to you know talk about it on the pod but other than that i'm gonna tune out from all of it and once it goes live on what july 20th i think Mm -hmm. um then i'm gonna i'm gonna play the shit out of that game it's a good time goose what are you excited about for the 2v2v2 mode Uh, i'm not a big like uh secondary modes in league but i'm excited to give it a try i enjoyed earth when it first released but now earth's gotten so sweaty and toxic that it's just not worth it okay well we'll duo on there and and we'll find out some hilarious combos or stuff like that i'm sure if if they make it a custom game we should try to make it a custom game for in-houses too that would be super fun yeah that that would be really really fun that's too much fun so it's not gonna happen Yeah, probably not. Riot hates fun. Probably not. Well, Bomo, log on to PBE and see if you can do... I don't know if they allow custom games on PBE, but um, see if you could do it on that client and let us know. We'll check it out. Cool. Okay. Um, 
we're at an hour, so I think we're we're good to wrap up here. Uh, an hour and like 50 seconds, so pretty good timing. So, um, yeah, we uh, if you have any feedback for us, please let us know at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Otherwise, you can uh, leave us some feedback at the feedback thread in our Discord. Don't know where our Discord is? Go to our website because it's linked right there. Um, additionally, check out our Patreon. We have a slew of different uh, benefits at different tiers, so go and check those out and support us at the tier that you deem most appropriate. We appreciate all support. And lastly, we have community nights that uh, start at 7.15 Eastern time and run for several hours. I think it ran for like five hours um, this week. It was it was a great time. And customs were re-enabled because we had to only play normals the week before. So yeah, but please join us for those and they're a great time. This has been episode 815 of the Trinity Force podcast and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.